All right. I want you to close your eyes and imagine you are on a yacht. This yacht is in the middle of the ocean and you are on a vacation. But there's only one problem. You are sick. How do you deal with that? What do you do and how do you do it? You're in the middle of the ocean on a luxury vacation and it's not like you can get a doctor unless you already have one. All right. Open your eyes and let's begin. Today's President's Day, and I'm going to tell you a peculiar story about a U.S. president. This story has been told many times in different ways, but not many people know about it. So I decided to read the story, analyze it, and break it down for you to comprehend. When you are sick, you don't feel like doing things. There are different things you can do to heal your sickness. For instance, you can take medicine and go to the doctor. But what if the sickness becomes a major problem? That would result in going to the hospital, right? If it's a major problem like a tumor or something profoundly detrimental, you have to have surgery. When it comes time for the surgery to transpire, you go to the hospital, right? It was only three months into President Cleveland's second term when he felt a sore spot on his upper lip. This was in a spot where he frequently inserted pinches of tobacco, which is detrimental. But even if he wanted to have surgery performed on him, the nation would find out, which would have the vice president ready to go just in case the unthinkable happened. So instead of letting the nation find out, he did something diametrically weird and impressive. Cleveland stated that since Wall Street might react in a negative way to the news of his tumor, so he decided he'd have it done in private under the mysterious darkness on a yacht. His surgery transpired on the 4th of July weekend. The vice president just thought it was a four-day fishing trip, but it was actually something diametrically opposite. President Cleveland told his staff to remain reticent. The surgery was successful, but here's what could have happened. 1. There could have been a really bad storm, and the yacht could have sunk or diverged into many different parts. I mean, were these things discussed? Because if not, this four-day fishing trip could have been a tragic. And although the surgery was successful, someone was eventually going to find out. This surgery they thought could be quietly done, and that no one would ever find out about it. The idea of that is just nonsensical, because this is the president here we're talking about. When you run for any public office, the press is always watching, and so is the nation. The New York Daily News says, quote, From afar, that is, to the press, it appeared as though Cleveland had only suffered from a toothache, end quote. The secret about president's tumors about president's tumor was maintained even though a special session of congress it wasn't until august 20th 1893 that a philadelphia press reporter named ej edwards exclusively told the story before he had spoken with one of the doctors that performed the surgery on president cleveland according to the new yorker daily news quote the president vehemently denied the rumors, and Edwards 
became a disgraced journalist for years. It was only 24 years later, after the operation, that Dr. William Keene confirmed that the surgery did in fact take place. At the time, there were only three witnesses to the procedure left alive, and this helped vindicate E.J. Edwards. President Grover Francis Cleveland lived to be 71 years old, and in 1980, the preserved tumor was reevaluated by medical professionals. This surgery was successful, and it was done in a meticulous way. If any president were to do that now, the prospect of being the prospect of being of it being exposed is probably hundred percent. President Cleveland got to go on a yacht, and most of you think that when you're going on a yacht, you are feeling great, you are feeling awesome, and you're not thinking about being sick because you are on a yacht. In this case, President. Grover Cleveland was sick. This was President Cleveland's second term. He was a non-consecutive president. President Cleveland lost the election when he ran against President Benjamin Harrison for his second term. Fun fact, since this is President's Day, President Benjamin Harrison was afraid of the dark. He asked White House advisors and staff members and also assistants to turn off the lights for him and his wife. Now, moving on back with the story. Although this surgery was successful, what would have happened if the unthinkable transpired? What would have happened if President Cleveland died on that boat? What would have happened? He told his staff to remain reticent. The vice president didn't even know. The vice president in the White House and the nation just thought it was a four-day fishing trip. But they were actually performing a surgery on a boat, a yacht at that. When people think of yachts, they think of luxury vacations and just de-stressing from all the overwhelming or stress that society can cause or work. That's what people think of when you're going on a yacht or cruise ship, not having a medical surgery performed. Much more ahead right after the break. It's his non-consecutive terms and that he may have been a time traveler. But did you also know that while president, he had a secret surgery at sea that wasn't known to the public until 1917, nine years after his death? At the start of Grover Cleveland's second term, a malignant tumor was discovered in the roof of his mouth that would need surgery to be removed. Now, at the time, America was suffering through an economic depression called the Panic of 1893. This depression... In the election of 1892, Cleveland was re-elected and became the first and only president to serve two non-consecutive terms in office. And part of the reason for his re-election was the influence that Francis, his first lady, had over the American electorate. The public's fascination with the now 24th president also extended to his infant daughter, baby Ruth, said to be the inspiration for the candy bar. But Cleveland responded by biting the hand that fed him closing the grounds of the White House for the first time to keep crowds away. He wanted to focus on politics, but he soon regretted that decision. In the last weeks of Harrison's presidency, the economy tanks. Uh, there's a stock market crash, and it leads to a Great Depression, just as Grover Cleveland is coming back in with a Democratic majority. Railroad overbuilding had led to economic disaster. Major banks had failed. Nearly one-third of farmers held mortgages, which foreclosed at record rates. Unemployment reached a new high of 18.4%. In 
All classes were hit hard. Cleveland has no real response to an economic depression. He doesn't believe in government assistance, and it basically damages the Democratic Party quite seriously. It's one of the reasons why the Cleveland administration falls apart. Cleveland was so irrelevant that when he disappeared for three weeks for surgery on a cancerous jaw, there was very little public outcry. President's Day is one of my most is one of the most favorite days is one of my most favorite holidays. Well, I guess you could say probably the fifth favorite holiday of mine. I started this podcast because I was so intrigued with presidential history that I want to share my knowledge with all of you, my loyal and great listeners. Today, as I celebrate President's Day, I think about the presidents. James Madison was five foot four. If you didn't know that, now you do. So, President's Day is a very interesting day. If you're short, don't feel bad. James Madison is five foot four. Martin Van Buren is five foot six. We've had short presidents, tall presidents, smart presidents, and great presidents as well. President Abraham Lincoln was an amazing president. President Lincoln died. And when he died from an assassination from John Wilkes Booth at a theater for ending slavery and issuing the Emancipation Proclamation, President Lincoln's body was on a train. So was President, so was President Roosevelt and other presidents as well, such as President George Herbert Walker Bush when he passed just recently. As we remember this day, We remember the great presidents in U.S. history, and some that we may not know, some that we do know, the famous ones. George Washington, the first president of this nation, he was unanimously elected, the first president to be unanimously elected. President Kennedy died in office on November 22, 1963. He was killed in Dallas, Texas. Fun fact, I actually got to go see the Texas Depository in Dallas, Texas, where President Kennedy was assassinated. It was very intriguing, and also it was very just captivating to see the spot of where it happened. President Lyndon B. Johnson also took office right after President Kennedy died in office. President Eisenhower named Camp David official, gave Camp David the official name. President James Buchanan was the first gay president. There are lots of things about presidents that we don't know, particularly people who do not study or who do not take interest in studying presidential history. It's not a bad thing. Everyone has different things that everyone has different things that they like to study. Some people like to study music, as myself. Some people like to study video games or other things. But I'm into presidential history and I like to study politics and just analyzing the background of it and what exactly happened and digging deep into the story to find out more information so I can break it down, write a script, and tell you guys about it. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. Have a great day, happy President's Day, and remember to stay positive and inspired.